When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. This is the match review. Newcastle drew 1-1 with Aston Villa up at St James Park and it was a game filled with late, late drama. Jamal Lascelles with a 94th minute leveller just moments after Ollie Watkins had put Villa ahead. It was not a game full of quality, but it was a game that Newcastle could not lose. It was a game for many which was a must win and they've only picked up a point just like they did against West Brom and Wolves. On this episode, we'll speak to Lee Ryder, who was up at the ground. All that to come on Everything is Black and White Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White Podcast. Newcastle drew 1-1 with Aston Villa. A last, last gasp goal by Jamal Lascelles saved Newcastle from what would have been a devastating defeat. Joined by Chief Sports writer Lee Ryder, who of course was up at St. James's Park. Lee, just sum up what you saw there tonight. Well, <laughs> you look back at the game and you think that Newcastle wasted, uh, you know, the best part of an hour by messing around, you know, playing with a centre forward on the left wing and a, a winger in the central role. Um, and it didn't work. Simple as that. And Joe Linton had a couple of opportunities which were wasted as well. And then, you know, when, when Villa scored, you just thought, same old story here. Um, obviously Newcastle had hit the bar with Murphy, but that would have been you know bad luck over over again. But but look, they they've ended up getting a ninety fourth minute equaliser. It keeps them just above the relegation zone, and um, it's all eyes on on Fulham against Man City tomorrow, and then Southampton Brighton on Sunday. Yeah, that's the point. It, I mean. It could still turn out to be a very poor weekend for Newcastle of them two sides beat their opposition, like you said, over the next few days. Bruce said Newcastle were marginally better and it would have been cruel not to get anything. Do you agree with that? In in some ways, I think there would have been a kick in the teeth to lose that game and, and you know not get a nil-nil. But um, let's be totally honest, as I say, for the first hour... Um, they had an opportunity to really go out and attack and um, they made strange decisions in terms of um, personnel and obviously when it when they switched it around, I think it was about 50-55 minutes, you know, they did start to create a bit more, a bit of composure finally arrived with Murphy cutting inside and hitting the bar so yeah, from that point of view they would have been unfortunate however, if they had lost it, then they would have only had themselves to blame after um, setting up so in such an aloof manner, you know. Mm. I think in your match report you describe it as is bizarre, and like you say, you asked or Steve Bruce was asked about that, and he said, you know, he didn't want to change his system because that's what they've been used to. But it, it does feel like what's the old saying? Putting as uh, square pegs in round holes. Yeah, I, I asked him that question. It was my question actually in the, the press conference. Um, because I think that was the, the main talking point of the night um, from a tactical point of view. And I think obviously a lot of people wanted a, an explanation. And yeah, he just said he wanted to, 
he wanted to stick to the same system that they've been playing in in the last six or seven weeks, uh, is, is how he put it. And um, yeah, it, it, it look it just for me it just seems the common sense is to play your your players in the best positions, similar as that. And Dwight Gale is not a left winger; uh, he's someone who has to be in the in the final third. He's a poacher. Let's get the ball in and around that area. And um, he's certainly not going to get too many opportunities uh, if he's playing playing out wide. A lot of people talking about Joe Linton here in the comments. And you give Mings a really good game. I, I thought Mings couldn't handle him. But we had another, I'm going to describe it as a West Brom moment as Joe Linton got into the box, got the better of Mings. And then he, he just he squared it. And everyone was thinking, well, you're one on one with Martinez. Why haven't you? Why haven't you fired a goal there? Well, I mean, let's let's be totally honest. He he had a, a long crack at playing as centre forward for Newcastle. Then he decided that the best bet would be to play him in the position where he was in Hoffenheim, a wide. So now he's possibly caught between two minds and. The information he's getting is, you know, to create rather than score. And yeah, but as I said after West Brom, you know, instinctively you've got to hit hit those across the goalkeeper. Um, Ryan Fraser, it was just deja vu the first half for West Brom. And then the second half, another opportunity where he's kind of in a position to shoot and he scraped it across the face of goal and it, um, it hasn't paid off. To be fair, I think... He, he worked hard. He's strong, as you see. He gave Mings a really good, good workout. And um, overall, you know, I, th- I think you can't. He's an honest player. You can't, you can't knock him for that. But uh, he's just not. Does not come across as a as a natural goal scorer. No, not at all. A lot of people talking about the subs. You mentioned Murphy came on. He hit the bar. People um, asking why, you know, why Murphy didn't maybe come on a bit sooner. Uh, why didn't he maybe start? And then people asking as well about Andy Carroll and why is he coming on so late in games? Yeah, to I mean Murphy first of all, I thought he had a, a decent game. Um, obviously, could have scored what would have been the winner. Um, then you know sets up a vital, vital equaliser. And if, I think if you go back to that Wolves game where he scored an equaliser from a free kick, his contributions this season could end up delivering some valuable points and you know I think he's he's definitely been a, a decent player this season for Newcastle I hope uh, he gets another opportunity uh, maybe he will be suited to this system you, you just never know but um, as for Andy Carroll again it's just too late for any player to make a real impact in the game I suppose he gave Villa you know a few uh, things to think about you know when the ball was getting sort of thrown in the box. I mean, Dwight Gale was sprinting over to take the throw in um, and I'm sure he was aiming for Andy Carroll, but, you know, eventually got cleared and worked back in and, and Lascelles has scored. So, he's probably caused a bit of confusion, but, you know, knowing Andy Carroll, he will, he will want better opportunities and he'll want to get a few goals because he, I think he knows now, really, the last 10 games now, he's, he's playing for, for his future and uh, he needs he needs a couple in the back of the net to uh, even cons- for him to be considered for, for that extension. We'll get back to Lee Ryder in just a moment, but a quick plea to you guys to please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. It's free to do, doesn't cost a single penny. 
all it means once you've hit that subscribe button is that every episode we upload, it'll go straight to your device, to your phone, to your tablet as soon as we upload it to our channels, which is nice and convenient for you guys. And it just means that we can get the podcast out to more people and we can share the joy and agony of covering Newcastle United. So we'll get back to Lee now. And once again, thank you for your continued support. Obviously, it's better to draw the game than it is to lose it. And that goal from Lascelles, to some, might seem a bit like a winner because, like you say, you don't want to go into Brighton on the back of a defeat. Do you think the fact that Lascelles scores that, that takes away a decision that the board might have been having to make had Newcastle lost the game? You know, I, I don't think they'll be happy with those suggestions tonight. Um, just, just because of, I've kind of got my finger on the on the pulse with how they're feeling about uh, criticism. But I think had they lost this tonight and then dropped in the bottom three, then they would have had a had a decision to make. And I would be absolutely amazed if Mike Ashley wasn't ringing the people that he's got around him, saying, "Okay, so what do we do next? We're in the bottom three. We've got ten games to." go. Uh, Sheffield United have just got rid of their manager. Uh, West Brom got rid of their manager as well. Do, do we follow them? And, you know, that would have been a perfectly legitimate question for a, for a billionaire owner to, to ask the people he pays so well to make decisions around him. And, but the equaliser has possibly changed the, the, the context a little bit because, you know, Man City will hopefully beat Fulham and you know, I can see Southampton getting a, a, a sort of derby win against Brighton, and then it, then it just takes it to the to the next weekend. As as we touched on in the sort of pre-game show, didn't we? We, we said that you know it, it'll just rumble on for another weekend, and uh, that looks to be where we're heading. Steve Bruce said after the game, he mentioned the big players are hopefully on the corner returning. He said that should give us something to focus on. Does that worry you slightly? Because you know. There's still games to play before those players, Almi, once at Maxburn and Wilson return. And if that's what they're focusing on, and of course we could interpret this many ways, but let's say that's how it is, they're focusing on their return. It's a bit worrying because essentially they're saying, you know, let's just play and get to get to those three players returning, and then hopefully we'll pick up some results. Yeah, I think that they will. It is worrying, but they'll be looking at now the Brighton game. And, you know, trying to at least pick up another point. I mean, they turn into draw specialists now, three draws in a row. Um, if, if they're out of the relegation zone, by the time, you know, they leave Brighton and get on the bus down there, then I'm sure with nine games left, you're going to see some of them players come back. And if they can get on to 31 points before they come back, before they restart after the international break, then I think it's pretty clear what they've got to do in the last uh, last few games. So, tricky times ahead, but, you know, I think this this will give them a bit of belief tonight. The fact that, you know, they fought back from, you know, what looked to be a very painful defeat. Final question then. Uh, Bruce said that he was uh, convinced they'll be okay, or they've got enough to be okay. But I look at the last three games and they just, they haven't looked like winning any of them. Yes, they've drawn them, but they didn't look like beating West Brom. Again, tonight, they didn't look like beating Villa, didn't look like beating Wolves. Where does that confidence come from, do you think? And are you sharing that confidence that they will be okay? Have you seen enough over the last few weeks despite no wins? Uh, for me, I've always thought they were going to 
just stumble over the line and, and scrape to safety. Had the loss tonight, then you know I would probably be revising my opinion, which we are, we all have to do that. By the way, you can't change your opinion, but I do think they were. I do think they can. Um, I do think they can stay up. Um, going into that Brighton game, that is one tricky fixture. It's it, it's got an it's got an ugly game written all over it, hasn't it? Really down there, and it was certainly a, a, an awful game to watch last year when it ended nil nil. Could happen exactly the same again, but we'll wait and see. I, I do think they will be safe, but only just. And um, I think that'll give them a bit of belief tonight. Because to be fair, I, I don't know whether it come across on the TV, but you could hear the players at their final whistle absolutely celebrating that point. Huge, huge psychological lift for them. Um, they did look, you know, heads were down. There was, there was players down on the turf when that. Villa goal went in, but they managed to pick themselves up and they fair play at them. They've they've grabbed a point. Uh, they probably should have won, but you know they need to start winning games. You can't, you know, you, you may stay up if you, you you pluck a draw here and there, but you need you know to get a couple of wins on the board and uh, hopefully they can do it from you know the last uh, ten games. Well, you mentioned there just finally. You mentioned there that you've got to pick up wins, but uh, someone's mentioned here yeah, the last ten games. You know, you've got a few good teams coming up and really this was the run where you would have hoped to pick up wins. I mean, you know, it probably finishes with Brighton and then you have got the likes of Arsenal and, uh, and others to come in them that last 10 games. So uh, how are you feeling about that running? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, th- I think there is winnable games in there. Um, you know, the ones you would expect them to get something and I think they will still do that. And I also think there's probably one game on that fixture as you look down and they'll get an unexpected result um, just with the way this league has gone this season. So I do think they've, they've got enough in them. They've got to get, you know, one or two of these players back. Uh, Callum Wilson, you know, was pictured in the stands tonight. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to be close after the international break. Uh, St Maximin, you know, is, is a game changer. And then, you know, you've got Almiron, who has got three goals since the turn of the year before getting injured. So, look, they're all fighting to be back. It'll make a massive difference to the team. And hopefully uh, they can they can get what they need. But, you know, I'm not looking at this season as anything as a anything other than a disappointment because, you know, they were meant to be pushing for the top 10. And uh, we're still looking over our shoulder going into another batch of fixtures tomorrow. Yeah, it's not one I think we'll be telling the grandkids about. But Lee, thank you for joining us on the Everything Is Black and White podcast. And to you guys listening, thanks again for tuning in. Head over to chroniclelive.co.uk where you can keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news, including all the fallout and reaction to tonight's game.